Liz Harlan Furlow, and I'm the Canon for Education and the Arts at Trinity Episcopal Cathedral. When I was in the first grade, my family lived in Augusta, Georgia, and I went to the parish school. While I have lots of happy memories of that time, there's one school punishment that loomed larger than all the rest. Silent lunch. I can't remember what the infractions were that would cause such a punishment, and I remember it only happened to me once. Maybe it was meant as some kind of poetic justice for talking too much to a friend. But that day, after I went through the lunch line, the food served by black women in spotless white uniforms, I took my tray over to a side table that ran parallel to the wall. This was a place set apart. Clearly the stocks, the corner, the place where you wore the dunce's cap, a public shaming ground. There, I ate my lunch in silence without being allowed to speak to anyone. All the cacophony around me was a reminder of what I was forbidden, the human connection of language. I've always made art of some kind, music or dance, theater, collage. The one that surfaced and remains most constant as an adult is writing. A few years ago, someone said to me how strange it was to be a writer because your material that you are using for your art is a material that everyone else uses all the time and that you yourself use all the time. It's different than being a painter or a musician. Language is everywhere, a tool wielded both well and poorly. I have always enjoyed and celebrated the multiplicity of sounds, expressions, idioms, nuances of tone, different kinds of punctuation, Being able to make something new and beautiful from them is a deep pleasure. So the idea of being forbidden language is truly terrifying to me. Not only because that's how I express my connection to the world around me, but because I grew up in an extended family culture where talking was how you showed that you were paying attention. Sociologists and linguists have studied something called pause time which is the time in a culture that it is courteous to take between one person speaking and another person speaking. For Italian-Americans, pause time is almost non-existent. In fact, to be silent even a moment or two too long is sometimes to risk being interpreted as angry, being angry or sullen or aggressive. Talking at the same time as a person talking to you is how you show that you are listening and empathizing with them. So... Silence has never come naturally to me. I've known it as a place of fear and absence and even punishment. In 2006, I had the opportunity to visit a monastery in Makana, South Africa, formerly known as Grahamstown. It was a house of the Order of the Holy Cross, an Episcopal Benedictine Brotherhood with its mother house in West Park, New York. Makana is in the Eastern Cape, the poorest part of South Africa, The house, which the brothers named Umaria Umama Wetemba, which means Mary, Mother of Hope, was perched on the edge of a valley. One of the major parts of Benedictine life is welcome and hospitality, so I stayed in the guest house and took my meals with the monks, as well as attending the offices in their chapel that overlooked the valley. The first morning I woke there, I felt grumpy and nervous. The note in the guest house said that breakfast was a silent meal. Why do religious people need to be so serious, I thought. Why would such a warm group of brothers insist on something that seemed to be so strange and cold? But 
as I took my seat between two of the brothers, I slowly found it to be a revelation. To be able to exist in the intimacy of a shared meal without the complications of language, without having that extra layer of thought and awareness was deeply restful. I could simply relax and be and eat and just be. I could trust in the presence of God and of the others around me. I am still often wary of silence, but I am trying to learn to treat it as a friend. Reverberation of the Spirit is a production of Trinity Episcopal Cathedral in Portland, Oregon. Music for this podcast was performed by Dr. Catherine Webb. For more information, go to www.trinity-episcopal.org.